another big issue that a lot of people talk about is when they go to the doctor and they are very budget oriented mm -hmm. many senior citizens and people of disability are mm -hmm. they want to know up front what is my cost going to be for these mm -hmm. procedures mm -hmm. because a lot of them have the procedure done and then here there's a mm -hmm. bill that they're expecting not to be there how can you avoid that and know what your cost is up front when you go to that doctor uh you know you i think avoid is a great word i don't know if you can always know 100 percent, but both versions kind of give you methodologies to know that for example on the medigap side there's a list of medicare this is what we pay in the end where these are deductibles and then there's a list from the medigap policy that shows we cover those so often for many times it's going to be easier like for example when I when the numbers I was throwing out there, I was really talking about the G plan. There really is an alphabet soup, but G plan is the most thorough Medigap policy you can get. Basically, there's a chart that shows how a G plan is designed to cover the co-pays and the thing and the deductibles that Medicare doesn't cover, except for a Part B, two hundred and thirty dollar uh, deductible. And so you don't know exactly what it is, but it's, it's very close. But I'm not, but so that's one way. On so the Medigap side, the way you know is because there's very little. It's mostly covered on the Advantage side. Even though there will be copays, actually they're supposed to give you what they call an explanation, uh, an EOB, an explanation of benefits or an explanation of coverage. And so you can look and see. So you can see how much a outpatient surgery or how much a colonoscopy. They've literally got a book of stuff, so you can kind of see that. You never know for sure. I, I'm a proponent of checking with the care provider for him. But the good news is, I don't find that to be that much of a problem these days. The To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes, we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we are with Tom Basie. Tom is a Medicare expert and he is an insurance salesperson. Tom, could you please introduce yourself? Let people know just a little more about you, please. Certainly, number one, good to talk to you, Ed, and it's nice to have everybody listening. You know, to reiterate what you said, yes, I love Medicare and I help people. Actually, I like to refer to myself as a Medicare educator or detective even. I don't like to sell, nor do I like to be sold to. So yes, that is me. I've actually a long career in corporate America as an engineer and a project manager. But four years ago, I switched and I am in Medicare now. I didn't know what Medicare was when I worked in corporate America. So I had to learn about it. And so what I help people is, yes, I'll help people get Medicare, which you get from the government. And then actually where I come in as an independent broker is I help you find some solutions to go along with that, either the Advantage plans people hear about or the traditional Medicare supplement and drug plan. Uh, I'm in the Texas area, but I'm licensed in states. The southern portions of the states, really, I have eight total. I can get licensed in other states, but I kind of don't feel the need to do that. As I find someone I need to help, I'll get licensed in their state. 
Aparte, me gusta mencionar, yo hablo español, así que yo puedo entender a la gente en su idioma. Si gente, por ejemplo, en Florida, en California, hay mucha gente que habla español, I can take care of them as well. So that's a little bit about me. That is excellent. Thank you, Tom, for sharing that in another language, because we're in America and we're a melting pot. People have to remember that. Okay. Uh, Medicare, it is a very tricky and sometimes a very sore subject uh, to help navigate those waters. People just getting in Medicare really need professional help with this because it's so tricky and confusing. Medicare and Medicare supplemental plans, Medigap is what it's called. Mm -hmm. that's, that's very tricky when you first get into it. What is the best way to start off your Medicare journey? Well, you know, I use that same word. So number one, the, the oversimplification, it is for people who are 65 and U.S. citizens, but that's not necessarily always the case. If you've lived here continuously, legally in the U.S. for five years, you can be eligible, and then you can actually get on Medicare earlier. Also, for example, if you are disabled. But as a general rule, we're talking about U.S. citizens that are 65, there's an initial enrollment period where you can actually get in three months before the month of your 65th birthday. So for a lot of the people I help, they're already getting their medical insurance from somewhere, typically an employer. Often that's expensive. The older you get, that often costs more. And it's not that great in that there's typically a good size deductible there and some co-pays. So many people enjoy getting on Medicare and they will get there early. So to start it, that's the thing. We'll talk to some licensed professional like me. I mean, you can dial 1-800-MEDICARE. You can talk to them as well. But my message is, when you are the when you're once you turn 64, start the journey, start investigating, looking at it, and then the thing is, uh, the earliest you can join, unless you've been disabled, for example, is three months before. But that that's three more months that you won't have to pay five hundred, a thousand dollars a month that you're paying perhaps for your employer, and and get insurance from the government as well. So you can get Part A is often already paid for. If they've been taking FICA tax out of your paycheck, that is for um, Social Security, kind of your long-term uh, pension, if you will, from the government, and then this health insurance from the government, which is Medicare. And so you've already paid for Part A, which is hospital. Then you have the option to start Part B, which is the stuff that's not in the hospital, the outpatient, doctor's visits, tests, urgent care, medical stuff that you do that's not in the hospital. So Part A and Part B come from the government. I'm a proponent, if it works out for you, to start it three months before your 65th birthday. That's as soon as you can get on it as a general rule. When you start receiving your Social Security retirement, I, I've been told there's a six-month waiting period for that. Is that no longer true, or how does that work? Well, you will exceed my expertise a little bit when you talk about all the different Social Security scenarios. What I would offer is Medicare is available, and it's independent of Social Security. Some people don't take their Social Security right away. In other words, independent of Social Security, Three months before you turn 65 is when you can first Medicare. Some people turn them on concurrently, but I think you can do Social Security perhaps even though that's saying I don't know all the, the times and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole I'm not as uh, uh, expertise on. But my point is, you if someone wanted to, you can log into SSA.gov, which is Social Security website and or Medicare because they are highly coupled. I think the same login might even work in both websites, but you can go and you can someone can say I'd like to turn both those on as long as they're eligible. That's saying it gets a lot more complicated perhaps on Social Security. But if you want, you can say, give me my Medicare, because one of the things they're going to ask you if you turn on Part B, how would you like to pay for your Part B, sir or madam? And you can say, if you said, well, I'm turning on Social Security, they will automatically withdraw that from them. So with, I, I, I'll stop there. But my message is, 
you can get you can you, when you turn on when you turn three months before you turn 65 i'm a proponent of getting medicare you can get it you are going to have to pay for people in 2022 most people pay hundred dollars 170 dollars that's kind of the standard rate we can talk more about how that if you if you have high income you can pay more than that but as a general many people 80 plus percent of people pay 170 bucks a month for part b now you said medicare the thing is i'm not a proponent of rolling with just medicare that is conceptually an option. You could say, you know what? I'm just going to go with Medicare Part A and Part B from the government. There's some real shortcomings with doing just that. That's where a licensed professional like me comes in to talk to you about, for example, Medicare doesn't cover drugs. So you'd have no drug coverage if you did that. And then the day you've got uh, prescribed and medication is expensive, if you said, oh, I'm going to get on a drug plan now, there's a penalty. So I also recommend getting some kind of Part D that is drug plan solution as well, because Medicare Part A and B from the government doesn't cover it. The government doesn't offer drug coverage. So you have to get that from one of these insurance carriers. So I'm going to stop there. That's interesting. And and actually, that's why it's so complex and there's so many arms to this octopus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So reaching out to somebody that knows how to navigate, it's really important. Mm -hmm. um, now, with the different plans, uh, there's always this tit and tat about staying on just the Medicare and using a Medigap plan versus Medicare with a supplemental plan. What's the difference between those? And so that's a great question. So I don't think you're 65 yet. I can't tell, right? We, have, we don't have a high quality thing, but I think you're asking no, great questions. Not quite. Yeah, but it's good to know, right? It's good to know in advance. Um, but so the thing, and one thing I said, Medicare detective, often I'm helping people Sometimes your grandmother or your parents don't know what they have. So it's good to understand only so you can help provide or guide or help them admin, get, administer their care. So the biggest, what you just asked is the most important question. Once you get Medicare, you really should do one or two different things. You should either do the traditional approach, which is a Medicare, uh, a Medicare supplement, also called a Medicare, Medi, Medigap policy, and a drug plan. You can certainly consider that. Or you should do the new thing that's only been around, say, 20 years, which is the Advantage plan. Which one should you do or your parents do? Well, it depends. That's why you have to understand the difference between both of them. So the traditional approach, it, all these plans vary zip code to zip code the cost, but typically a Medicare supplement is going to cost you, I'll use the number $100. If you're turning 65, it'll cost you $100, $120 a month above and beyond your, your Medicare. Like I said, for most people, that's $170. So $100 for the Medigap Medi policy, and then another, say, $20, but that also can vary for a drug plan. But when you do that, and as you do the traditional approach, you have very little out-of-pocket cost because the, the Medigap plans, as the name implies, or supplement, they're designed to pay for these things that Medicare doesn't. For example, if you go into the hospital on Medicare loan, well, there's almost there's around a $1,500 deductible. And then if you stay in there X number of days, there's like a $370, $380 per day that you pay for some days there. And so a Medigap wow. will cover that. And so that's what most people did traditionally. Uh, you buy a Medicare a Medigap policy, and then you need to add that drug plan because even Medicare supplements, they do not have, as the name implies, they don't have pharmaceutical. They don't have drug coverage. You need to get a drug plan as well. And that way then, whether your doctor prescribes you an antibiotic or you're taking something for cholesterol, high blood pressure, you have a drug plan that they, they will share the cost with you. Otherwise, some drugs can be very expensive. So that's the traditional way to do it. Now, that's one option. Another option that many people consider is the Advantage plan. And they advertise those all over TV, and it's highly regulated. And what I'm telling you is everything they say on TV about them, I think so, is largely true because they have to get approval to do it. There's just things they don't mention. That is an Advantage plan 
and let me clarify, I'm appointed with a lot of different carriers. A lot of the major, some of the biggest companies in the Fortune 10 even offer Medicare policies and they can do a Medicare supplement for you or a drug plan or the Medicare Advantage plan. And what you hear about the Advantage plans, often they are available for $0 a month. You can get one for $0 a month and not only will it have not only will it help you with medical costs, like it'll have a $0 copay for your primary care physician. There'll potentially be $0 preventative dental services, $0 vision uh, checkup, and maybe some allowance for frames, $0 for ears. Uh, there may be some transportation benefits, at least they'll, they'll, you know, 24 one-way rides to medically necessary activities. There may be post-operation meals. Sometimes there's a $0 gym membership. All kinds of bells and whistles at $0 a month. That's what all these celebrities are telling you. And that is true. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's very impressive because for zero dollars, you get quite good value. The the but. downside to that. Yeah. That's yeah. What they neglect to mention that. They don't, now, that doesn't ever come up on those commercials. The downside is yeah. the cost of care will be more. So in other words, the traditional one I talked about, you'll have very little out of cost care. If you go to the hospital, you may pay, I'm going to say, $300, $400, depends on the state and the zip code. You may pay $300, $400 a day for the first five or six days. Then it'll go to zero. If you have an MRI or some kind of diagnostic, well, that may cost you $200, $300. And so my point is that they don't, they don't mention that in the commercials, but that's the thing. So that's why if I'm talking to you and I want to help you decide or help your parents decide, I have to make you understand both. So $0 and all those benefits sound great, but the cost of care will be more. Now, there are two words that I'm not allowed to use in the Medicare world. The two four-letter words, and that's a B-E-S-T and F-R-E-E. I can't tell you which one your or your parents or grandparents would be B-E-S-T for them because I don't have a crystal ball. If I knew it was going to happen, then I could tell them which one of those scenarios would be better. Since I don't know, I have to, yeah. let, I have to explain it to them, let them understand, and they decide. I want to pay more per month. If you pay more per month, there's a couple of things. Medicare supplements are accepted anywhere that it's network is, I'm sorry, that Medicare is, is accepted. So there's no network implication. If, the, if that doctor takes Medicare, you go there. If you go to the Advantage plan, they're typically network-based. So there's typically an HMO. So you need to stay in care and they'll, they will refer you in there. Now there are some, and some still are available at $0 that, you, that are PPO, which means you can go out of network if you want, but it'll cost more. But my point is, so some people, some people poo-poo the Advantage plans, number one, because they don't like dealing with networks. They want to be able to go wherever they want to go. And anywhere Medicare is accepted, you can use your Medicare, your Medigap policies. That's one thing. And then uh, the other thing is uh, uh, the cost. I mean, well, let me, let, me, let me rephrase that. They, they like to know how much, you know, some people control their medical costs by signing up with a Medigap policy. Then you know what it is. You're just paying that monthly and you really won't have much more beyond that. If, you, if you're doing that $0 one, taking advantage of what I like are a lot of the advantages of the Advantage plan, the dental, the vision, the hearing, the transportation. But if you go to the hospital, you're, you're, what happens is they have an out-of-pocket maximum, which is good. In other words, there's, there's often a $0 health deductible, but there's not a pocket maximum. I'm using the number $4,000 for an HMO plan. Again, it varies zip code to zip code. But at least you know if you have a terrible stay, car wreck, long stay in the hospital, you're going to hit that out-of-pocket max, say $4,000 on an HMO plan. If you go for the PPO, which you, because you don't want to do referrals or you want to be able to see somebody out of network, there's still $0 to have some of the benefits, but the out-of-pocket maximum can rise up to eight, sometimes $12,000. So you, it costs more to have the flexibility to go out of network. But your original question, what's what's the difference? I hope I've articulated that effectively. One, you pay more per month, but then there's very little out of pocket for care. That's the traditional Medigap policy. Or you can do the Advantage plan, which is beautiful in that it costs $0 and you get a lot of bells and whistles. 
But if you go to the hospital, you're going to pay more. Yeah, and also another thing to add there is the traditional Medicare, they do not pay for your dental, your vision, or your hearing. Right. So that's and even another if you get a Medicare, you can get a Medigap policy. Well, you can add one on. In other words, I offer those products as well. So actually, if I were to enroll you, if you said, Tom, I want to pay more per month, and I just want to have any out-of-pocket costs, we'll do the Medigap. You do that. Well, then we can add on a dental and a vision plan as well. It just costs you some more. But yeah, yeah those are wow. available. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. And that's for the Medigap side Correct. of this. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. That's helpful to know. Uh, because another big issue that a lot of people talk about is when they go to the doctor and they are very budget oriented mm -hmm. many senior citizens and people of disability are mm -hmm. they want to know up front what is my cost going to be for mm -hmm. these procedures mm -hmm. because a lot of them have the procedure done and then here there's a mm -hmm. bill that they're expecting not to be there how can you avoid that and know what your cost is up front when you go to that doctor uh you know you i think avoid is a great word i don't know if you can always know 100 percent, but both versions kind of give you methodologies to know that for example on the medigap side there's a list of medicare this is what we pay in the end where these are deductibles and then there's a list from the medigap policy that shows we cover those so often for many times it's going to be easier like for example when I when the numbers I was throwing out there, I was really talking about the G plan. There really is an alphabet soup, but G plan is the most thorough Medigap policy you can get. Basically, there's a chart that shows how a G plan is designed to cover the co-pays and the thing and the deductibles that Medicare doesn't cover, except for a Part B, two hundred and thirty dollar uh, deductible. And so you don't know exactly what it is, but it's, it's very close. But I'm not, but so that's one way. On the, so the Medigap side, the way you know is because there's very little. It's mostly covered on the Advantage side. Even though there will be copays, actually they're supposed to give you what they call an explanation, uh, an EOB, an explanation of benefits or an explanation of coverage. And so you can look and see. So you can see how much a outpatient surgery or how much a colonoscopy. They've literally got a book of stuff, so you can kind of see that. You never know for sure. I, I'm a proponent of checking with the care provider for him. But the good news is, I don't find that to be that much of a problem these days. The carriers. And so I'm going to go ahead and throw some of these cures out because they are all good. Because another, another remark I'd make when you're asking about the, the, the dental and vision. So I could enroll you in a, a Medigap policy from Aetna, and then I could enroll you in a drug plan from United Healthcare, and then I can enroll you in a, a, a Humana dental and vision plan. So my point is you can mix and match those if you want. If you go with the advantage, it's all from one. You pick one of those cures. But my point is all the major healthcare carriers, they really do have those plans. Now, I guess another point I should, I should, here's, here's two things since we're talking about this. Let's pretend it's Ed and he's turned 65. I will ask you for two lists, perhaps. Please give me a list of any medications that you're on and please let me, give me a list of doctors that it's important to send for you to see. If on the medication, I'll use that either way. I can, I have tools that I can plug in and I will show you both by retailer, whether you're going to a Walmart or a CVS or your local pharmacy, I can show you a matrix and show you. And if you use Humana or Aetna or uh, United Healthcare, I can show you and you can kind of optimize. So I can show you for your list of medications in your zip code. So that's good. I, so my point is I use the pricing notes because I'm an independent broker. I don't care which carrier you go with. Carriers are captive. Obviously, they want you to use their care. So that's what I do. I like to show you that so you can pick maybe based on medications. Sometimes if you've got four medications and all generic, it, that there won't be a difference. But if you've got one of the ones that they advertise on TV, 
those ad dollars are expensive. There was big budget spent on developing that drug. There can be, uh, uh, there, uh, there was my, my poster child for this is a lady who lived one city over from me. She had 23 different medications she was taking. So depending on which carrier she went with, it was going to be $500 a month difference on her medication. So clearly she used that to decide what drug plan she would pick. Wow. On the Advantage plan side, I've got a tool that will show me which, like if you give me seven doctors, I tap them all in and it'll sh I can say, show me only Advantage plans that, that, all, that all these doctors take. And then sometimes inevitably, there'll be one doctor, two years that they don't take Medicare and or Advantage plans. Well, I can say, show me all but one doctor, all but two doctors, but it'll actually show me to have checks and minuses by their name. So that's good to know. So my point is, if you're like, you know what, I, I want to pay the zero dollars. I'm going to, I don't, I'll, I feel healthy. I don't think I'm going to go to the hospital service. I want the zero dollar plan and I want all the bells and whistles. Okay, but let's check and make sure that most of your doctors go there and we need to sign a primary care. So going back to talking to some Medicare professional, we can do things like we can do those analysis for you to help you. I call it tailored, tailored solution. So you can pick either the one carrier on the advantage yeah. side or two or three different carriers to optimize, to minimize your drug cost, to that kind of thing. And to make sure if there's a dentist you like, if you're doing the standalone dentist plan, we make sure the dental, the dentist is covered as well on either side. So, so how do people approach this journey up front? Do they come to an insurance carrier or do they hit Medicare up first? Which is the best approach to establish your care? <laughs> Don't say that. One. Well, actually, actually, maybe you can there. I can't say which plan is best. Well, oh, that's I, right. I, but that's, well, but, but I do think. Sorry, Tom. One, that's okay. No big deal. The, the government, they only administer part A and part B. In other words, the, the drug plan and the Medigap and the Advantage plans are all administered by third-party carriers. So I would contend they're ill-prepared or they won't be best if, to consider that. No, they could, they, they're the authorities and the owners of the part A and part B. So if you have questions about Medicare, I think that's a great place to go. So you can dial 1-800-MEDICARE. You can do that. But I recommend that you get with a professional and you can use social media or uh, search things. Actually, I think most people turn 65 will tell you, yeah, they're, my phone's ringing off the wall and I'm getting my mailboxes flooded. Actually, believe it or not, it's illegal for them to cold call someone who's 65. So they're not supposed to do that, but they do. But you, but we are allowed oh, to wow. approach them by mail. So here's me sending out, uh, here's pictures. Here's me with one carrier uh, sending something out by mail. Here's me with a different carrier sending something out by mail. And so I send these things out. So if someone wants to talk, they can reach out to me. But I'm available on all social media platforms. Tom Basie, Basie Insurance. They just look me up, connect to me, and schedule time. We'll just visit. And that's the thing. I met, I claim to be the educator and a and a detective. I get on the phone all the time, and I'll just help people find it. In other words, I don't like to sell people things, so I'll help someone figure out what their mom. Like many people, my mom's in the hospital, and she doesn't even know, right? So I'll help you figure out. We'll determine does she have a Medicare supplement or Medicare Advantage plan, and I'll help them along the way because I find if I help people, then they'll refer me that kind of thing. But so find That's somebody, right. whatever methodology you have to seek out help, uh, do it. But I, I'm a proponent of finding independent brokers. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Because you're going to get, like you just stated, a tailored fit for your needs and not a rushed here. This is going to work for you. Yeah. There's this is the only plan difference. I have. With, if I'm, if I'm Kevin, here's the one plan I have here. Yeah. Sign up for that. Well, oh, okay. Can yeah. we look around? Can uh, Tom. That, yes. Now, now how, if you're not satisfied with the plan that you have, they have this waiting period thing. Mm -hmm. Could you talk to them about the, how you have 
to change if you want to change your plans okay. once you establish care. So I'll, I'll make some remarks about that. That's such a complicated thing that we don't have time to cover. Yeah. But what I would offer there on the two <laughs> sides is two different answers. So number one, once you get on a Medicare supplement, for one thing, it's easier to get on when you first turn 65. So if you're considering the Medicare supplement approach, I'm a proponent of doing it then. There's not going to be a lot of underwriting questions because you're turning 65. They're not going to ask you, have you been in the hospital? All this, Tons of things like they would if two or three years in. If, In other words, it's easy to go from a Medicare supplement side to the Advantage plan. It's harder to go from the Advantage plan to the Medicare supplement because you're older and they're gonna, there's going to be more underwriting. They're going to ask you questions because they have to cover. Ah. The, the, so I'm a proponent of getting in the MedSup early if that's what you're going to do. As a general rule, I don't recommend you change the meds up. Now they will go up over time. The pricing levels may go up over time. So I'm not saying don't ever change, but I, I think you'll find because a G plan is a G plan. They're the same, depending on which carrier you go with. I don't know that you're going to save much by switching. The, the way to save is to go ahead and decide, I'm going to go ahead and go to the advantage side uh, instead. So as a general, when someone's on a, a Medicare supplement, as long as you can afford it, then I'm a proponent of staying there. What you do change is the drug plan. Every year you should review your drug uh, uh, costs because it may be, even if your drug, if you're even if your drug for drugs didn't change, but there may be a new plan or a different plan. The plans have something called a formulary, which is the list of drugs that they call that they cover and what tier is in there. If your drug falls off the formulary, then you're going to pay retail costs. So I think on the Medicare supplement side, ride that one as long as you can. Switch on the drug plan. Check it at least every year. I should say, stay out. No need to change at all. You don't have to on either of these sides. You don't have to as long as it's working for you. You don't have to do a thing. But it's good to go ahead and at least check the pricing on the meds each year because that's something that can change. On the advantage side, similarly, uh, as long as it's working for you, there's no reason to change. They talk all about it, talk all about it, but there is a couple different times when you can change on the advantage side. So number one, every year from October 15th to December 7th, you can make a change then. You can, and, and that is the time to change if, for example, your beloved uh, orthopedic surgeon retires and the new guy doesn't take an advantage. In other words, if there's a doctor reason to change, because if not network, you can't go to it. So if there's a doctor yeah. reason to change, do it in that window. If there's a medication read, do it in that window. Uh, so you can do that. And, and that's what most people do. And there's actually even, I call it a mulligan. There's actually the Q1 of the following year. Like what if you made that change? And then, would you, so you, that's the thing. You're looking at it. Hey, I can save 50 bucks a month if I make this change. You make that change in the fall and it goes into effect Jan 1. You're on Jan 1 and then suddenly, oh no, but your doctor's not in there. You have a one-time mulligan. You can you could actually change again as well. So there are, there are windows they define. And yet there's even others. For example, because advantage plans are network-based, Actually, if you move, that's an SEP, a special enrollment period. Uh, so there's, there's a series of things. Or if you qualify for, uh, for example, Medicaid, which is another discussion we can have or not, depending on your, your time frame. But there are reasons why they'll allow you to change. So the good news advantage plans, you can change them periodically if need be without the year, at least one time. But there's several, typically there's several times when you could if you need to. Ideally, if it's tailored, you won't have to change it. We've done a good job of finding one that keeps your medication costs low and your doctoral network. You don't have to change, but that's easier said than done sometimes. And or if you, as soon as you get a new uh, uh, prescription, that may change the scenario. Yeah. Well, well, you bring up Medicaid. Now, this is something odd and unfamiliar to me. How does Medicaid fit in with Medicare? Mm -hmm. So when I worked in corporate America, I didn't know what Medicare was, and I didn't know what Medicaid was. Medicare is health insurance from the government, part A and part B for people 65 and above. Medicaid, although it is funded perhaps by the, by the federal government, at least partially, it is typically at least partially funded and administered at the state level. And it's for financial assistance for folks who are, and they've got, you know, very state to state, but if you're kind of in the poverty line. And so there are people who have 
Medicaid, like younger people that are unemployed, they may have Medicaid if, for whatever reason you can qualify and you have to reapply for your, so it's thing. So it's, it is financial aid approximately for living like foods and, and health and that kind of stuff. If you have both those, so in other words, if you're there, there's a subset of population has both Medicare, either because of age or because of disability, and they're also on Medicaid. And if you have those, they call them dual, that is because they're both. And so there's something called DSNP, dual special needs plans. And those are actually like supercharged advantage plans. And so I like to find underserved populations and I like to mow them because they're full featured. And my point is, for example, a regular advantage plan, if you're not, if you're not dual, if you're just a regular person on the street, you may have, uh, let's say a thousand dollars worth of dental coverage that they'll pay for, and it won't pay for implants and or dentures. On a, if you're on a dual plan, potentially it'll be $5,000 and it will cover implants and or dentures. If you had uh, typically your, your medication costs, it'll cover all the copays. So in other words, instead of, so, so a, a, an advantage plan for someone who is dual, I kind of call them supercharged advantage plans. They're much more full feature. Sometimes they have like a fresh foods card involved. So maybe a hundred dollars a month or a quarter, you can get food at the store on that thing. So I, wow. if I find an underserved community and there's somebody who has a uh, dual that is both Medicaid and Medicare, there's some Really, and so it's a zero dollar plan, just like everybody's Medicaid uh, Advantage plan. But they're, they're the, often the copays are zero, and then the the benefits are even bigger, more dental, more vision, that kind of stuff. So I, I like to enroll people in those plans when I when I find. I, I was very unaware that you could have both at the same time. I thought you had to have one or the other. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, Tom, anything else you would like to add to the conversation? Uh, let's see, since you asked about that, well, one other thing I would offer then, so veterans, people who serve, there's they have different level of health insurance, like you hear about the VA all the time, they go there, and then actually TRICARE and or TRICARE for Life, there's different kind of scenarios they have, not everybody uh, uh, has those, but what I would offer is, and I'm going to go ahead and again, I, I'll, I'll say these three plans because they're examples, so United Healthcare has a plan called Patriot, Humana has a plan called Honor, Aetna has a plan called Eagle, they actually also have Advantage plans that people can get those. So it's, I'm glad they have those. So often those are $0. And so if you're a veteran, even if you have VA, if you have something, they think I got TRICARE for life, I don't need anything. I'm a proponent of investigating, potentially getting those plans because then you get some of those additional services, some of those bells and whistles. What if the VA is far away from you? What if there's a dentist right around the corner from you? If you're on an advantage plan designed for, to play with their TRICARE for life, these veterans friendly plans, then you can go to the dentist close by you. You can see a doc. You don't have to go to the VA hospital far away. You can outpatient. And sometimes there's even centers you know, like even emergency care. So there's there's some real benefits aside from the things like a zero a zero dollar gym membership. That a lot of advantage plans have that. And then the other thing, which you hear about on TV, and there are a few of this, but this is an example. There is this the magical the the sought after Part B give back. That is, I started my conversation by saying for most people they pay 170 dollars for their Part B. Sometimes plans, in particular veterans ones, do a good job of this. They actually pay back some. So sometimes you can get 35, 50 bucks, something like that, back towards that. So my point is, I like the fact that they will do that for vets, that they will have these, these big carriers have these plans that, are, that will play with their TRICARE and give them some good benefits. So that's another underserved community I like to mention. That is awesome right there. Uh, you know, that was... day here. We're doing this recording. It's a good thing to mention. Yes. Yes. Well, Tom, I sure do appreciate our conversation. You're very knowledgeable. How can people reach out and get a hold of you if they're in your area? And also, could you let people know the best way to get a hold of other agents in their area? 
Okay, so first off, my name is Tom Basie. I, I connect with people, so reach out to me on social media platforms. I don't want them to connect with me directly or find the company, Basie Insurance. You can find us that way. Our website is Basie-Insurance.com, B-A-S-E-Y. Uh, and then please, and please do find me. I'll answer the questions to your point. If you want to find someone like me or someone, you can, you can use your search engines to find it. But so I'm, a, I'm an independent. So you, you can say Medicare. Well, Medicare is from the government. I'm a proponent of saying independent Medicare broker. If you search that, that'll find somebody. Because And that's the thing. There's nothing the matter. I, I like Medicare overall. It's not perfect. But so you can call the government, talk to them. And I like all these different cares. There's nothing the matter with working with a captive uh, guy too, but I just like the independent implications because that's the thing. An independent guy, I don't even think he can. I don't think he can roll you if if he works for company X and co- and, it, and your drug list costs less on company Y. I don't think he can enroll you in that. So he's going to enroll you in what he can. So I'm a pro of using independent. So just use social media to try to find independent Medicare plan broker. I, I love like the knowledge you yeah. have. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Tom, I sure do thank you for the time you've spent with us and the knowledge you've shared with us. Uh, thank you for being part of the Dead America podcast. Beautiful. I've enjoyed it. Uh, I wish a, a good rest of the day to all your listeners. Thank you, Ed, for hosting. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe. And join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.